Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, hey, what is up? My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me today is Kevin Thatcher-Smith. You could call him Coach KT. And we are your hosts for Here We Go, the Steelers show. And we are back for our very last show in February, which is absolutely amazing to say. I'm looking at the weather forecast tomorrow for where I live. I'm in the east, but I'm in Maryland, and we're looking at a high of 61 tomorrow, KT. How about you? Mm, that sounds great to me, man, because I, as I was just telling Brian before we, we came on the air, I'm over the winter. I'm over it. I want the nice weather to get here. I just uh, I want to get outside again. So this is the time of year where I get a little, little stir crazy, man. No football on on the weekend. The weather stinks. You start to get a little antsy, so I'm ready to go. I think for me, you get to March 1st. And we have one extra day. We have Sadie Hawkins Day in February. But you get to March 1st. That's spring to me. Uh, that That's probably spring to you because you live inland. I live on a barrier island. And I can tell you <laughs> that March is miserable uh, at, at the Jersey Shore because, they, you know, it'll be, it'll be in the 40s with the wind howling 25 miles an hour. And then you'll drive over the bridge and two miles inland and it'll be 60 and sunny. And you'll be like, what, it, what is going on? So yeah, man, <laughs> living where I live has its benefits at certain times of the year and it's drawbacks at others. And we're entering drawback month. Ah, uh, I, I never put it that way. <laughs> I mean, so you're, uh, you're in like a lion out like a bipolar lamb. <laughs> I'm, I'm bitter right now, Brian. That's what I am. I'm bitter. <laughs> well, let, let's sweeten it up and let's yes. talk about the combine. So this is a special time of year because the combine is the first kickoff of the new season. Now, I know the new league season is not until March 11th, I believe, but or March 13th, but they tamper March 11th. 
You can do all that. But this to me is we're starting looking at guys. You're uh, it's the underwear Olympics. You get to see these guys go and it's pretty exciting, isn't it? Oh yeah. I love the combine. It is absolute football nerd nirvana. When you get to the combine, there's probably the combine might be the greatest example of more ado about nothing than, than, you know, anything else in football, because obviously some of it matters. There's no question about that. And I think a lot of what matters is things that that you and I and the average fan won't see. You know, the interviews that teams conduct one-on-one with these young men and some of the behind-the-scenes things. But uh, in terms of them doing the broad jump and how many bench presses they can do, uh, that, that, that isn't exactly stuff that translates – directly but still we love it because this is football this is how amazing the nfl is and what a hold over uh the population it has that that we're willing to tune in and watch just to get a glimpse of these guys and what they can do athletically and then we'll speculate for the next several months about how that might play out on the field so yeah you know i, I love it even though I, I don't know if it if it means a whole heck of a lot is it incomplete because of the uh let's say the beautiful ones that have their pro days instead. I don't ever feel that way. I just, I, maybe, maybe some other people do because you, you want to see some of the big name guys. Uh, I, I really like watching the drills. Maybe, you know, that's just sort of the coach in me. I really like see, seeing how these guys operate in the drill work, uh, how the drills are being coached specifically, what they're looking for. And uh, yeah, I, I guess for me, it doesn't matter if it's the top level guys are not going through those drills, a lot of times the technical stuff really leaps out to me. So, so I enjoy it no matter what. For me, I'd rather watch the senior bowl. I'd rather watch them playing in and be in there, be in game mode or game simulation. This is uh that's more exciting to me, but I could see the coach in you that loves this because this is something you live all the time. And this is, the preparation part that is what makes a team and what makes a player. But for me, I guess I need the glitz and glamor of a game. Yeah. I think, yeah, obviously not everybody can appreciate it if you haven't done it on the day to day, or if you don't really understand sort of the, the translation between the two. I mean, there's a lot of team building stuff this time of year when it comes to putting a program together. But when it comes to these individuals, this is a special time for these young men. They're, they're training for the combine the same way that they would train for uh, training camp. I mean, they're getting themselves in shape uh, in, so that they can execute the best that they possibly can on the specific drills they're going to be asked to do. It's a big moment for them. So it is a performance in a way. None of this stuff happens, you know, just kind of like in a vacuum where they just show up and, and run themselves through drills. They, I mean, these guys have been working at it for months. And now you've got, it's incredible what the niche markets that get launched in the sport of football are fascinating. You've now got guys going to trainers who train them specifically for the combine, right? Guys, trainers who are are not necessarily putting them through things that are going to translate on the field in September, but things that will translate on the fake field in uh, in late February. So uh, I, it, 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 again, man, I mean, football never sleeps. It's a, it's a constant just a parade of fascinating events that the American public is enthralled with. 
and this will be the latest installation. So again, here we go. I'll, I'll have my DVR ready. And it is marketing genius once again by the NFL to make this must see. So that's absolutely fantastic. Now, when we talk about must see, I'm not talking about S-E-E. I'm talking about the letter C, capital letter C. I'm not talking captain. I am talking about center. And now we had an event happen this week in Steeler Nation that all eyes are on that third letter of the alphabet now, the big C, because of the departure of Mason Cole. Kevin, what were your thoughts when you found out that the Steelers had went ahead and cut Mason Cole from the roster before his third year of the team? I thought it was a necessary move. Uh, Mason Cole started 35 games for the Steelers over the last two years and uh, you know did a did a, a serviceable job, but he wasn't good enough to be able to get them where they want to go, especially given Arthur Smith now coming to town and, and the style of play that he's going to want. Uh, Smith, one thing we know about Arthur Smith, man, he, he was the OC for two years in Tennessee, 2019-2020, and then the, the play designer for three years in Atlanta, the last three years. Every one of those five seasons, Smith's offensive line ranked in the top 10 in the PFF rankings. So he's a guy who, one, knows how to build a good offensive line, but two, relies on them to execute his scheme. And I, just, I don't think the Steelers felt they were good enough at center. I think reading some of Dave Schofield's number uh, projections and his and his cap analysis, it looks as though they're going to save themselves about four million dollars with with Cole's release. And when you put those two things together, uh, I think it, it made a lot of sense. I mean, he just he just wasn't physical enough. I think the biggest thing that got Mason Cole in trouble this past year was his inability to handle those big, powerful one tech defensive tackles and. Uh, I think I think there were a lot of times, man, where the Steelers just couldn't run the ball in the A gaps. The center's got to be able to to take care of that stuff. So, so that's where they want to go, man. They want to run the ball up the gut. They want to set up the outside zone run with the inside pl- play. And I don't think that they felt they could do that with Cole. And it's a deep draft for centers, especially at the top, some really good ones. So I think it made sense for them to move on. Do you think Arthur Smith put the final nail in the coffin or the cherry on top on the center search? for the Pittsburgh Steelers in his interview when he's, do you think he probably said, all right, you're going to have to get me some talent at center too? I don't know if he said that directly, but I think the Steelers put two and two together for sure. I think you look at, at, at what he wants to do and you then look at the offensive line and you realize it's not good enough. Uh, so, I mean, you can't say, Hey, we're going to implement this scheme without having the guys that can make that scheme effective. So it's, it, you know, everybody, hey, give give most offense coordinators their druthers and they'll say, hey, we want to run the ball in the A-gap. You know, I mean, that's that's the dream when you could just line up and run the darn ball down people's throats. That's the dream. But there aren't a whole lot of teams that can do it. And I'm not saying that's all that Arthur Smith does, but his offense starts there. It starts with the inside and outside zone run game. And, you know, when you look at where Pittsburgh is, they've had some some success in the last two years running the football, but nowhere near what Smith is used to. So whether he said it directly or it was sort of implied, I think there was an understanding. If you're bringing this guy on board, you got to upgrade the O-line. Yeah, that's that sounds like it to me, but you, you never know what you're asking for. 
but you're absolutely correct. I, you want to give everybody the right tools and a new center is going to be the right tool. Now I saw some people out there talking about this on social media, some Pittsburgh talking heads saying, well, what are you doing? You cannot get rid of your starting center when you have no center whatsoever before the draft. And this in the past would have been a very unlikely stealer move with one year left on a contract. You usually don't get rid of that guy, but it was easy for them to do so because they probably have had a plan in place for a while. Now, that plan in place is probably two-pronged here. Would you agree that the Steelers are probably still going to draft a guy high, but bring in a starter via free agency so you're not making Marquise Pouncey start right away? Yeah, I think so. I, I feel as though the Steelers probably learned a little bit from a couple of years ago when they had to start Kendrick Green all year long uh, as a rookie who, who was not ready to, to play that position in the NFL. They don't want to be in a similar situation where all they do is they draft a guy and, you know, there's some really good ones at the top of the draft, some guys that might, may be able to become first year starters, but what if that guy's not ready? What if that guy gets injured early on? Then you, then you're in a situation where you're like, Oh, well, I guess we move Nate Herbig over to center or something like that. You don't want to be in that position uh, I think if the Steelers can find a center in the free agent market, that's not going to break the bank. Uh, you know, an experienced guy, maybe a guy who's got a little bit of position versatility that will allow them to bring whomever they draft along, kind of like they brought Broderick Jones along. I mean, they didn't throw Broderick Jones into the starting lineup right away, but when they when they felt he was ready, they put him in. I can see them trying to sort of go down that same path at the center position. Now, it was really nice back in 2010 when they drafted Marquise Pouncey. And no, if please do not uh, mistake me for saying that the uh, the Steelers are bringing back Marquise Pouncey. If you've seen him, he's lost a lot of weight. That's not going to be a thing here. But what I am saying is they were able to put him in right away and he was successful. But that's not always the thing. Now, a lot of people are saying that the Steelers are going to draft a center in the first round that it's got to be a must. Now I don't agree with that because let's go ahead and look at some of these centers that are on the list here and we can go ahead and give you their names as well. I'm going to keep Jason Kelsey off the list because he says he's retired and I think he's a, he's a lot of money. He's age 36. So that's probably not a guy that you're looking at. But no, if he, if he so, comes back, he's coming back to Philly. Yeah. Or he's going to Kansas City. <laughs> and they don't need him because they have they have Humphreys. But if you look look at some of the names on this list, you've got Cody Whitehair, 31.6, so almost 32 years old. Connor Williams, who's going to be 27. Connor late of Miami, who they they just uh they just released him. So he's got a very good age. Brian Allen, who's really exciting here. Here's a guy for the Los Angeles Rams. He has a couple, he has a couple Super Bowls under his belt, one win, one loss. Uh, he's 28 years old. And he's he won't be uh 29 until um into the the season, but he's a player that got released because of you know contract, but he was only making six thousand dollars. 
excuse me, I'm sorry, six million dollars. If you're making six thousand dollars a year, yeah, well, that's that I'm making more. <laughs> but you have guys like Aaron Brewer that people are going to talk about because of being a Tennessee Titan. He's 26 years old. Andre James of Las Vegas. Um, Graham Glasgow, Lucas Patrick are down the list. Nick Allegretti, who is Kansas City, but he's he's a backup. So there's some names there. Does anybody stand out to you on that list I just read? Allen, I like a lot. Um, and I think he if if he was available at a reasonable number, obviously the Steelers are not gonna have a ton of cap space, but the, the cap going up by $30 million, that certainly helps. And then some of, obviously, these releases, and there'll probably be a few more, will give them some money to operate with. Uh, so Allen is a guy who I would I would make a run at because, again, I think his experience, the fact that at 28 years old, you know, he's going to have uh, – a, a, to be able to come in and be a good leader on that line, you put him next to Isaac Sayamalu, and you've got, you know, two veterans – uh, with tremendous experience, who've had a lot of success in the NFL together, I think that's really sort of something the Steelers should value. Um, and and obviously at 28, he's got a lot of football left, so so he would be my number one target. A guy that I probably like more than some other people is is Tyler Biadas, the the center for the the Cowboys. Yeah, um, I remember when he was uh, about to drafted the. Uh, yeah, I always, I really liked him coming him. out of. I liked him a lot coming out of Wisconsin, um, and I mean he's been a little bit up and down in Dallas. But uh, if the Steelers decided, hey, we you know we can't get we can't get our hands on a guy like Allen, so maybe we Biotish is a stopgap until whomever we draft is ready. I I think that would be a decent route. Another guy I think is actually fairly well suited for what. Um, Arthur Smith wants to do is Lloyd Cushenberry in, in Denver. I like him a little bit because same deal as Biotish. I don't see him as a long-term starter, more as a stopgap if the Steelers are going to draft the center high. But but Cushenberry also plays guard, which I like too. You got that, you got that position flexibility, and you can kind of move him uh you know back and forth. He could be he could be a swing guy if they needed him to be. So those are three names that I would look out for. Uh, with Allen being the preference, if you want to go long-term starter at center, he's your guy. If you want to go stopgap uh, until a draft pick's ready, I think Biotish and Cushenberry are some decent options. Cushenberry's an interesting name because the Steelers, well, he was drafted by the Denver Broncos in 2019, drafted second in the Steelers' spot because the Steelers traded that away to go ahead and get Devin Bush Jr., so he was a guy that they were talking about centers in that draft as well. And it didn't, it did not uh, come to any fruition whatsoever. So I just wanted to go ahead and bring up those guys. What we want to do next, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk about those centers on the market for the NFL draft coming up in April so that's going to be really interesting. And then we're going to talk. I'm going to make you laugh too. talk to you about the faux pas that I made when I was looking that up. So we'll be back right after this. It is Here We Go, the Steelers show on Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are back. It's Kevin Thatcher-Smith, KT Smith, the coach, the three-time champion coach from, I just found out, an inlet. Is that correct? (laughs) A barrier island. A barrier island in the great state of New Jersey. I am Brian Anthony Davis. I'm here in Maryland right now, but I'm a Western Pennsylvania born and bred Yinzer so it doesn't come out in my voice as much, but I've got uh, Yinzer accents all through the family, Kevin. Yeah, I you know I'm I'm not as familiar with with, 
Western Pennsylvania culture as I'd like to be, because there's just some references I don't get. And there's still some things I don't quite understand, like why, why do uh, Western Pennsylvania people like drop words and sentences? Why do they say things like what needs done? As opposed, you know, to like what needs to be done. I never, I've never understood that, but that's just local. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, that's just local stuff. I guess that that you know, everybody, every region's got its little things, right? Let me ask you this: When you have an ice storm and you have to go out and you don't want to fall on the ice because it's blank out, what would you say? I would the say roads are what? The roads are are slick or slippery. One of those. Yeah, well, slippery is the correct word, but if you're a Yinzer and you're in Western Pennsylvania, and my mom was, was, uh, she did this all the time. It's slippy out. It's slippy. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I grew up. It took. I had to move away from Johnstown and from Western Pennsylvania when I said slippy. People were looking at me like it was I was crazy, but that's all I grew up with. And there's so many other words too, but slippy is one of them. Yeah, I like that. It's a visual word. I like that. <laughs> All right. It's getting slippy in here. So let's uh, get back to it. I made a mistake, Kevin. So I was all set to talk about the draft and the centers in the draft. And when I looked them up, I was like, I don't recognize any of these guys. This is weird because the number two ranked center is from France and it's Alex Starr and he's seven one. I'm like, wow, that's a big center. 7'1", 217. Then we've got Donovan Klingen from UConn, who's only a sophomore, and Kyle Flipowski from Duke, who's also, I mean, these guys are 7'1", 7 foot, and then Zach Eady from Purdue, 7'4". I'm like, I'm in the NBA right now. (laughs) I'm looking at their draft prospects, so I got to get out of there. I would I would pay money, however, to see a seven foot one, two hundred and seventeen pound NFL center. That would that would be fantastic. <laughs> that really would. So you do have to specify when you're doing this. So I have felt a little bit better when I saw the weights be 320, 310, 310, and 295. And number one on that list, and I think this is Number one on a lot of people's list is the kid from Oregon, but I'm not going to steal your thunder here. Who do you like? Before I just name all of them, who do you like? So that's an interesting question because so much of so much of that is sort of going to be precluded by what the Steelers do in the draft. Like you could say, yeah, Ben Powers Johnson, love that guy from Oregon. But obviously, if the Steelers sign a Brian Allen, they're not going after. Uh, Johnson, they're not going to spend their first round pick on him because you probably have to go get him uh, in the first round in order to acquire him. And then you've got two guys who in the second round, uh, Zach Frazier from West Virginia and Cedric Von Praun from Georgia, that if you want those guys, you may be able to sit or you may have to go up a little bit in the round to get them, maneuver a little bit. So I guess it all comes down to philosophically, what do the Steelers want? I mean, honestly, if this is me, if this is my draft, then I'm going to, like you and I just talked about, I'm going to make a run at Allen in free agency and try to lock him up because I think that that uh, plugging him into the Steelers starting lineup right now and, and getting three, four good years out of out of him is is favorable to drafting any of those guys uh, in, you know, that even, even some of the better ones in the draft right now. Um, but 
if I can get if I can get the corner from Alabama, Kool Aid McKinstry, partially because of his name, because I want a guy named Kool Aid on the Steelers. <laughs> oh but, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, every time he picks it up, oh yeah. I mean, that, that that's just you know too easy. But yeah, uh, you know, you would have to like for introductions, you'd have to put up like a uh, a paper brick wall for him to run through. A hundred percent. Yeah. If there's a banner, he's got to run through it first. But um, <laughs> then. You know, I, he's he's the guy that I would say if if the Steelers are sitting there at twenty and he's on the board, grab him because I think if you pair him with Joey Porter Jr. at the corner position, you are set, and then you you aggressively pursue your offensive line from there. I mean, that would be my strategy. Which means if you do that, you're probably looking at Frazier or Von Prahn, uh in round two. Now I know Shannon White is gaga about about Frazier. Of course, he's a WVU. Guy. There's no West Virginia bias there, but I, I don't I don't know if that's true or not. But yeah, uh, I, with his accent, I I don't know where he's from. I think he's from like Southern California with that uh, accent. Okay, um, so <laughs> I'm talking about Shannon White. Sorry. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't know if that's true, but well, that's all right. Um, Van Prahn, though, is an interesting guy. I did a film breakdown on him. I mean, I mean, Van Prahn made 44 starts at Georgia, uh, three year starter, three time team captain. A really, really mobile guy. His athleticism is off the charts for a big dude. I mean, you should see him pull. He reminds you a lot of Broderick Jones when he gets out in space. Uh, and given how much Arthur Smith loves the wide zone scheme and the athleticism that requires from your center, I think Von Prahn would be a really interesting guy there in round two for the Steelers. So so it'll all come down to to what their their strategy is. If If they can't land a top center, I won't be shocked if they take a run at uh, at Powers Johnson in the first round, who knows? Maybe they could even trade back a little bit if you find a partner, uh, acquire a little bit of capital later in the draft, grab him near the, the back end of the first round. And if they don't, if they don't sign a top-level center, if they sign uh, maybe a, a stopgap guy, then they'll probably look for one of those other guys in the second round. Here's an interesting name here that is I've even seen him – propel himself over a guy like Van Pran, who's uh, Van Pran is the guy that I want. Uh, I'm enamored with Georgia right now. I, I have a friend that uh, is a huge Georgia Bulldogs. He just moved up from there and he loves Georgia. And he's, he was telling me the other night, if you Cedric, I'm telling you they he's, he's the guy. And uh, so I'm thinking of like how good he is. And because he missed the senior bowl, his stock is dropping a little bit. But we have seen that stock drop, especially with centers. We we saw it with Humphreys. We saw it with uh, Linderbaum a little bit. We we saw these guys tumble back a little bit, and nobody's been sad that they they picked these guys. So I think Von Prahn would be great, and you don't have to spend a first rounder on him. But he might slip back a little bit, and I heard. I'm hearing a lot about Bo Limmer right now from Arkansas. Do you know anything about Bo? I know nothing about Bo Limmer. <laughs> so he is uh he's a guy that is uh, rising up the charts right now. Uh he's a uh he's a fifth year senior, 6'5, 305 from Arkansas. And that's a name that I'm seeing a lot of. I'm also seeing Matthew Lee from Miami, Florida as well. Uh 6'4, 295. And Dylan McMahon from North Carolina State as well. So there's some guys out there that uh, they're going to be able to get a, a guy in the second or third round 
So they do not have to spend a number one pick, especially if they do due diligence in the offseason, in free agency, and it's got to be a priority. Yeah, I think the Steelers would prefer not to spend that number one pick on a center because I do believe with the depth in this draft, they think that they can get a good one in the second or even third round. If you've if you've got you've, you know you've got two pro, two priorities, I think most likely in that first round, which are corner and and perhaps offensive tackle, where another one of your Georgia boys, uh, Amarius Mims, who is a specimen, man. Uh, he 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 might be available in the Steelers pick. So I think again, if you if you could grab McKinstry or Mims with that twentieth pick, I think the Steelers w- would go for it. You know, we have an inside source, and Jeff Hartman and I went on Sunday morning. Yesterday, we went with a uh, a breaking news podcast, and when we get the inf- inside information from inside the facility in Pittsburgh, they are saying that. They're saying just this. They are looking at a free agent. And they are looking at somebody in the draft. They, uh, We had heard from the same source back in September or October that the Steelers were very high on offensive line. Now, it wasn't specified that it was center or offensive tackle, but they have been looking at it uh, very sharply. And so you can almost uh, look, it's, it sounds like I'm being a braggart here, but our inside source is good. And a lot of the stuff that he says is coming true. If they're looking at somebody doesn't mean that they're absolutely going in that direction, but they have a keen eye on these positions. So that's something that you almost feel like this is the direction that they're probably going to go. Yeah, I think so. I think it makes sense because one bringing in Smith and the and the emphasis now on getting that offense going, I think a lot of the future of this team depends upon what the Steelers are able to do with the quarterback position and what's the best way to help Kenny Pickett uh, get it get that run game elevate it from where it is right now, which is kind of a middle of the pack run game in the NFL into the top ten. Man, that's got to be a top ten run game that you certainly have the running backs to do it. And so now you need to be able to put it together with the big guys up front. And hopefully that is, is a significant help to pick it. And then Smith's passing scheme, which I really like, I did a film breakdown of that as well. And I thought, I thought that I think he does some things that are really user friendly for the quarterbacks. He structures and layers his routes in a way that I think help the quarterback get through his read progressions in a way that Kenny Pickett hasn't had his first two seasons. So I'm optimistic that Smith can be beneficial to Kenny Pickett, but I think that uh, the thing that will help him the most, obviously, will be to really be able to lean in on that run game. And to do that, yeah, they got to upgrade the O-line. So it makes sense that those are uh, the big priorities. And one last thing that I want to bring up, and Jeff and I were talking about this on that podcast yesterday, but it's not going to mean as much until we ask you this question. And we hear this all the time. We're hearing this. Everybody's at inside linebackers say, Oh, you got to move over Herbig on the offensive line. Oh, you got to move James Daniels to center, or you've got to move. You got to make Herbig your alt, your center full time. You know, Kevin, that's easier said than done. Isn't it? If you're at a position, 
I mean, do you really want to uproot any guy just because they have it on their resume? No, no. I think I get annoyed. I, I'm, <laughs> I didn't mean to sound annoyed, but but I, I get annoyed when when that gets suggested as though it's just a thing you do, like to take a edge rusher and then suddenly turn that guy into uh, an inside linebacker. I think that I, I think people sometimes fail to. Uh, understand how different the picture is inside versus outside. I mean, when you're when you're playing on the edge, it everything that you see is is, is very 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 different than if, when you're playing in the middle. Your reactions are different, your reads are different, your keys are different, uh, and so it takes a lot of training to be able to do that. Or it takes an absolutely special player. So you you take Rod Woodson from corner and you move him to safety, and he succeeds. Because he's Rod Woodson, because he probably understands conceptually everything that's going on in both those situations, and he still has enough athleticism and, and physicality left in him to be able to do it. You do it with Patrick Peterson. Well, what you know, what do what Rod Woodson and Patrick Peterson have in common? They're both going to the Hall of Fame. I don't know if you, I don't think you can take just any guy and make that move. I mean, I, moving Herbig inside to me is a, is a huge problem because. You're going to take away his best asset, which is his get off uh, and and his aggressiveness and his bend. Because the moment you put him inside, you're going to clutter his mind. There's going to it, the picture's going to be so different. The reads are going to be so different. Uh, a slow mind equals slow feet on the football field. It's going to slow him down. And now he, he's just a he's just an ordinary guy. So I think he's got a chance to be special on the edge. And I think moving him would be a, a huge detriment to his progress. But let's go back to the offensive line, though. And James Daniels is also the guy that they want to move over because he's a good player and he, he's been a center before, but I know we've seen that. I know Jeff Hardings was originally a guard in Detroit and then he became a center. He was a guard at Penn state in that, uh, that wonderful 2004 season. But my question to you, Kevin is, is that a hard move as well? I mean, it can be, you know, I, guys that have had a lot more training in it will be able to make it more seamlessly than others. The, obviously, the big difference is when you snap the football, you got to be able to snap it and then get your hands up quickly to strike the defender before he strikes you. I think that one of the reasons the Steelers suffered through bad snaps the second half of the season was I think Mason Cole was uh, trying to compensate for the fact that he just wasn't strong enough to be able to knock those guys off the line of scrimmage. And, and he was rushing his snaps to try to get his hands up as fast as he could to try to make first contact with the defense. So I think he saw problems with the snap as a result. I mean, can James Daniels do that seamlessly? I don't know. I, I mean, I think he only played like six games at center in Chicago. So he's got some experience. Maybe he can. But, but why move James Daniels to center and now have to move somebody else in at guard and you're probably moving Broderick Jones to left tackle or bringing in another tackle to at least compete with Dan Moore. I mean, how many O-line positions do you want to do you want to change? I mean, there's definitely going to be one change at center. There's probably going to be a second with some sort of tackle switch. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine like shuffling the line to the point where Isaac Sayamalo becomes the only guy who doesn't switch positions in some fashion. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Is tackle the easiest position to switch right and left, or is that still tough? I think so. I mean, you've got to be able, obviously, to uh, use 
each side of your body well. The big thing for a tackle is being able to, to kick uh, out of your stance. So if you're on the left side, you're pushing off with your right foot and you're kicking back with your left. Uh, and if you're on the right side, it's the opposite, you know, push with the left, kick with the right. And, and I mean, those, you, you get accustomed to doing it a certain way. If you've played the right side for most of your career, then obviously you're much more comfortable kicking with your right foot, but it doesn't mean that you can't do it uh, with your left. It just may take a little bit of getting used to. It. I think, I think with tackle, it's not a question of like, can you or can't you? It's a question of how comfortable are you uh, with one or the other. Whereas some moving like from an edge rusher to an inside backer, that's oftentimes like a he can't play in there. He's just he's not fitted, suited to play in there. All right. Well, we will see who the center of attention will be for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, starting maybe as early as the combine. And then we're going to find out in another two weeks or so when we're looking at the new league here, opening my gosh, we're talking free agents in two weeks on this show, Kevin. Let's go. Uh, to me, Let's that means, you know, that, that means the 2024 football season is underway. Can't wait. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot believe that it has gone that fast. So with that being said, it is time for us to get on out of here. Make sure you go back and check out another great episode of Let's Ride. There was a Monday morning conversation. Jeff Hartman, absolutely fantastic on it. Later on today, you are going to get, well, it's we talked about them already. Shannon White from uh, Los Angeles, California. And uh, <laughs> Dan, Daniel Hollywood, like Shannon White, baby. Uh, Hollywood, Shannon White. <laughs> pride, the pride of West Virginia. Um, so you will get those guys taking care of the hangover as well. Tomorrow morning, another episode of Bad Language. Make sure you check out Andrew and Jeremy. That's uh, Wilbar and Betts on the fix and then the highlight of my Tuesdays it's the Scobro show with Dave and Rich Schofield so check that out great stuff all week long here on Steel Curtain Network make sure you check out Kevin Smith he is going to be doing another episode of the whip around this week and he's going to do his solo show the call sheet as well Kevin anything big that we should uh, get ready for uh, well, it's episode 46 of the call sheet. And uh, so we're going to use that to look at the 1985 Chicago Bears legendary 46 defense oh. and, and break that down a little bit. And then talk You're about You're not going Matt are, Cushing or Pete uh, Johnson? What's that? Pete Johnson from the, uh, wasn't Pete Johnson 46 from uh, the Cincinnati the, Bengals, the Bengals back when we were growing Pete, up? Yep. Yeah, I remember big Pete Johnson. And then um, yeah, there's not a lot of 46s. I would be 46. Uh, that, that's a great number because no one uses it. No, um, that is not a common number. No. Matt Cushing for the Steelers is probably one of your bigger 46s, but I, I like the 4-6 defense. I think that's innovative. I like what you're doing. Yeah, so we're going to – and that's actually going to be the, the segue in is we're going to use that to talk about innovations in the league and where some of the kind of the innovative stuff happening these days in football. All right. I love it. It is time for us to get on out of here. We will see you for Kevin. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. We will talk to you soon. Keep your feet on the ground. Keep reaching for those hypocycloids.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.